Right, so um, perhaps I'll ask the first question. So we know that you are like the CEO of like Own Academy, which is like a growing um, nonprofit. So um, you founded Own Academy in 2016 and it's like already five years. So during this journey, are there any difficulties um, to success that helped shape you into a better person? Um, actually to clarify, uh, Own Academy is not a nonprofit. We are a social enterprise. So uh, we are an enterprise with a very strong social mission of helping students find purpose in their careers, as well as helping companies find the most talented and purpose-driven uh, students. So we, I mean, I think with any type of organizations, when you start, it's super challenging when it comes to having a concept and needing to turn it into reality. So, yeah, so, so Own Academy is a platform that we want to connect students who are looking for purpose in their career, as well as for companies looking for the most purpose-driven and committed young talent. And there are always going to be challenges when it comes to you know, starting a company from a concept, turning into reality. And honestly, challenges also come at different stages of the business. And in the beginning, of course, having something just as a concept, the first challenge is to convince people why, why Own Academy is, is important and why Own Academy is needed. And, and then when it comes to people understanding and believing it, then it comes down to how do you grow your business from just being a one person because I'm a sole founder, so I started this by myself. How do you then convince other people to join your team to grow your vision? And then from there, then you have to worry about how do you sustain a company, uh, especially when we are a company that is not funded. We don't have like a sponsor. So how do you make the money in order to support that? So right now we actually just celebrated our five-year anniversary. And the challenge we have now is how do we then take what we've learned in the past five years and scale it across Asia Pacific? Because our goal is to be the education innovation company that works with all the different schools and universities and helping their students find their purpose and achieve their highest potential. So right now, our challenge is how do we expand the business and actually impact more people? Our goal is to reach 1 million students. So how do we do that is going to be our next big challenge. Well, I'd see that's really inspiring because it's very difficult to put ideas into action, but I can see that you're very positive and optimistic and congratulations on the anniversary. And I really wish that Own Academy can be uh, more and more successful in the future. So um, going back to, because I know that you have attended the World Economic Forum earlier. So would you mind sharing some of your experiences and thoughts after meeting such a diverse community of industry leaders or business professionals? Yes, so uh, I was invited to the World Economic Forum in 2019, and because I am part of this community called the Global Shapers, and Global Shapers is a young changemaker community under the World Economic Forum, and there's about 10,000 members of us around the world in different cities, all the major cities, and every year they choose 50 young leaders around the world to attend the World Economic Forum, and as we know, the World Economic Forum happens once a year in Davos, Switzerland. And the objective of it is to bring all the business leaders and top uh, political leaders to 
talk about how do we shape the world for the better. So it was such an honor to be selected. And it was one of those experiences where, you know, you only see these people on TV. And then when you meet them in person, you're like, wow, they're, they're just, just another human being. And they also have started from nowhere. Like, for example, my biggest idol is Jack Ma. And he, I was able to be in the same room and ask him questions. And I was just like so impressed by how he started off not really being able to be hired by any companies because he was just not the kind of um, candidate they were looking for to him just relentlessly trying and him becoming a teacher. And then now also becoming one of the most successful men in China and meeting him was like so humbling and so inspiring. And it also made me realize that, you know, if he can do it, I can do it too. And I think in this world, there's so many opportunities for, for students to be able to meet um, inspiring people. Yes, it may not be at the World Economic Forum level, but I know that when I had the opportunity to go there, I also now have a responsibility to bring this kind of opportunity to young people. And that's why uh, for our own academy, we also create an own future fair, which is an event that we invite inspiring professionals to talk to students about how their journeys are, what they did to get there, and what are some like tips and tricks for, for being successful. And so I think, you know, being at the World Economic Forum was something that was not at all what I even imagined that myself would be there. And the fact that I did, I know that I need to now pay that forward and to offer the same opportunities to the next generation. Right, so it's um, really nice to hear that you took your inspiration from a really prominent business figure feel overloaded at times and when you do so uh, perhaps you're handling like different matters in life so how do you achieve work-life balance and like what advice would you give to young people regarding time management um to be honest i don't achieve work-life balance um i think i'm one of those that work all the time however I love what I do. So I honestly don't even feel like I work. So work is just from what people think. But for me, I feel like I'm just having fun all the time. So I don't believe, I mean, I don't personally execute this work-life balance. I mean, some people may say that it's not good. Of course, I do get burnt out at times. So then that's when I realize that I need to, um, you know, take a break, do something different. But I think I'm just in such a, uh, commitment to to really help make a difference in the world and I just see that every day that I don't work towards it I'm going to be falling behind so I think that's really what continues to put me in the work mode all the time however I think when it comes to time management it is a very important skill to have because for however all the things I need to achieve I need to really be able to manage my time, time well and I do that by having a very clear schedule. And I have like, I will have like different people on my team that I can delegate work to. So then I always need to understand the resources that I have around me, as well as how do I work effectively in communicating with my team. So I think for everybody, they probably have different kind of uh, tools or, or strategy to do that, but that's mine for the time being.
I see. So actually, we also have a lot of time management struggles in high school because we have to balance ECAs and academics. So uh, really grateful for your suggestions and they seem really helpful. So I guess you also faced um, self-doubt and probably rejections when you first set up your business. And how do you overcome the negative emotions afterwards? Um, I think there will be always that kind of situation. And one thing that I, I'm very lucky to have is like supportive partner and family members. So whenever there are rejections, I will basically either share my, share my disappointment, but then it just comes to a point where you know that you're working for a mission that is much bigger than yourself and rejections are always going to happen. And any success and greatness comes to people who persevere and people that have grit. And you only have grit if you can be more relentless and also to have, have and, and not be phased out by, by rejections. I really believe in the saying that greatness comes from suffering. All the greatest people that we see around us in the world have suffered in different formats and different styles, I would say. And I think that like every rejection is adding to that suffering. And the more you get rejected, actually that adds to you being great. And that adds to you achieving more in the future. So I think if one faces these type of rejections, just know the why in what you're doing. You have to really understand the purpose in what you're doing and what you're, uh, why you're doing what you're doing. And the moment that you're very clear on that, and anything that happens along the process is not going to really affect you too much. I see. So, like, your philosophy perhaps is like greatness comes with suffering. But um, I just want to ask, like, I'm sure you've met a lot of different leaders and people, and you yourself. Uh, you, you are a leader also. So what do you think uh, makes a good leader or what qualities should like leaders have? I think as leaders, you first need to put your team before you. And what that means is that you need to really understand who are the people on your team. And not just from a capacity that you're working with them and trying to achieve goals. Yes, that is important, but you really need to understand what do each of your team members care about? What are their values in life? And what is their purpose in life? And the moment you understand that, then you can really start strategizing with these people on how do you work towards their goals as well as work towards their personal goals. So from a professional goal and a personal goal, there needs to be alignment. So as a leader, it's not just about giving orders. It's really on understanding how do you, how do you, how do you empathize with the people and how do you align everybody's goal personally as well as professionally. And I think also as a leader, you need to have a vision. What are you here trying to do? And how do you coach and guide your people to deliver that? And I think it's also very important as a leader to understand failure is a great thing. But people need to fail and learn from the failures in order to, to grow. 
So as a leader myself, I always tell my team that it's okay if you make a mistake, but you have to acknowledge a mistake and you have to never make that mistake again. So that's how we cultivate people who are willing to try things and fail things. And I think that's a big problem with education is that we're not encouraged to fail in traditional education. We're always expected to get the A's and the B's, but the world doesn't work like that. In today's world, when knowledge is so accessible and there's everything that we need to know on the internet, it's no longer about how much you can do well on the test. It's no longer about how much information you know. What really matters is how well you connect information and how you can use information to your best advantage. And how do you know what's like fake news? Um, how do you really um, make sense of everything that doesn't seem to connect initially? So I think as a leader, to be able to help your team see that is also going to be so important. I see. So actually a leader, as you said, needs great coordination with the team, also has to have a great vision and try to let your team maximize their potential. So I also noticed during your TED talk, you mentioned that you had to make other people happy first, but then you realize that you have been living someone else's life and not your life uh, during your childhood. But actually in reality, although we don't like studying for exams in high school, we often have no choice but to fulfill the expectations of people surrounding us by working hard to apply to college. So actually what are your feelings or thoughts towards the common perception that we only get freedom after we enter a good university? And would that relate to why you founded OWN Academy? Well, first of all, thanks for doing such research on, on the TED Talk piece as well. Um, and I think that really shows the, the kind of depth and insight that you have. So I think for me, unfortunately, at the moment, people, generally people are risk adverse. So as much as in the beginning, we really believe that people do not need to go to university to be successful in life. And we still believe in that. Culturally, people are not ready for that. And, and I think that's the reality of the game. Of course, with Own Academy, we want to help young people build alternative pathways to success. And also we believe that talent is everywhere, but opportunities are not. And a lot of times it really comes down to finding that moment to be unlocked and realize what your aha moment is, and then pursuing that with all your passion. So because right now as students, I know you have to go through the exams. I know you have to go through that. So it is a little bit more challenging, I would say, but it's not impossible. And I think those who are determined to, to make more of themselves beyond just the academics are really the ones that will have the biggest success in life. So unfortunately, you have to be able to beat the game, to start to play the game, to beat the game, and you will have to still be the student, but also to know that so many companies right now are not really necessarily caring about the grades that you take. They don't care about like which major you do. They care about how you have the passion, the fire, and those are the things that if you can show, they will outpace you in, in the grades that you get. And I think one more thing to add on to that is, is that your network is going to be very important for you to be successful in life. And because in the world where there's so many competitions, there's so many different like, you know, candidates that you can be um, up against with, what really makes a difference is who you may know, as well as how well you connect with the person. I think one example I can give is, I 
graduated in 2009 from university and I, it was during the economic, um, it was during the economic crisis in 2009. And when I was in the US, a lot of people told me that like, it would be very hard for any Hong Kong um, person to get a job in the US because all the US companies would most likely want to just hire locally instead of paying a visa to, uh, for extra money to hire a non-local person. So I actually got rejected by all the, uh, all the jobs. Uh, my last interview that I had was with Deloitte, which is a big uh, accountancy firm. And when I got rejected, I was ready to go back home. However, a week later, after I got the rejection letter, I got a call from the HR manager. And the HR manager told me that, hey, Natalie, because this year of the economy, we hired with a very different strategy. However, the partners all really liked you. So we're going to open a position just for you. And if you don't take it, we won't give it to anybody else. And when I was on the phone, you can imagine how shocked I was. I was like, what? Me? Like, who am I? Like, I'm not even like a straight A student. I'm not even, you know, I'm not even that, like, that smart. Like, how can I really be, you know, how can I have this kind of opportunity? And then I realized what they cared about is my ability to connect with people. Because I really love talking to people. I really love meeting new people. I just love learning from everybody. And that skill, that people skill is so important in every job that you have because people only like to work with people that they like. People don't like, people don't like to work with people that are like, you know, a bit cocky or like a little bit into themselves. So if you are a great people person, that's also how you will be able to do well in the future. So I think as a student right now, build these skills, build your people skills, build your network, and really try to do something more than just what academics tell you is gonna be how to set yourself apart. Thanks a lot for sharing your experience. So I totally agree that grades are not everything, even for our stage, and that passion, drive, and connections are also really important in the workplace. So may I ask what, what, uh, what advice would you give to the younger generation of women who aspire to succeed and lead but could be afraid of failure. Is your question specifically about women, you said? Yeah, the younger generation of women. Younger generation of women. Well, first of all, I think that you need to find a, if you don't know what you want to do, that's okay, because it's totally normal to not know what you want to do. However, you must start trying different things to see what you like and what you don't like. And to know that like when something doesn't work out, you should just celebrate that rather than feeling disappointed when things don't work out because there always is a reason when things don't work out. And you have to realize what that is and reflect on it. So I think for any young generation of women to know that like opportunities in Hong Kong are like, there's so many opportunities for you in Hong Kong. Like, we're very lucky to be in, in Hong Kong because we, value, you know, equality between genders and we value all of that compared to a lot of other countries that don't value gender equality. So I think we need to really be able to be grateful and also to, to capture that opportunity for yourself. So start a new, uh, start, start a passion club if you have a passion that you don't see in, the, in your current school. Or I really encourage to meet a lot of new people that you don't know or that you may not have access to and just try to connect with them on like LinkedIn, have a coffee with someone and just like learn from people's stories because there's so many 
mistakes that everybody has made that if you can just learn from these, you would be able to avoid them and have a better head start. So I think, you know, it's a very exciting time for young generation of women to, to rise up, especially with like, you know, women empowerment uh, around it. And there's so many communities of women that are supporting women that you can find on maybe social media or even like on like different platforms or websites. And it's really the opportunity for you as a young woman to rise and to be a leader and to have a voice and to realize like what you're fighting for. It's going to be very important. Thanks a lot for sharing your stories and advice to us today. And I really agree that um, meeting, connecting with people are very important. And it's also really nice to connect with you and knowing your story. And you mentioned that uh, we have to learn more from other people's story, which is uh, what inspired us to um, create this platform and to share and know more about people's stories. And thank you so much for joining us today. And it's really a great pleasure and honor to have you.